Hey everyone, it's Rosie, not Turner, like who usually starts off the podcast, because this is a pre-intro disclaimer. <laughs> and uh, we just finished recording an episode, you probably see from the title, uh, we're talking about drugs, a specific kind of drugs, the spiritual connection, spiritual aspects, everything that has to do with psychedelics. And I just wanted to say, we just give a simple disclaimer at the beginning of this, and we say this throughout many times throughout the podcast that we do not glorify drugs in any way, but there is talk about specific um, instances that uh, our guest and me personally talked about some drug use and more from a perspective of understanding. So what people who have never done substances that we're talking about, what it's like so you can understand it. Um, again, just wanted to throw this disclaimer out before even the episode gets started. Um, we do have a little fun because <laughs> the stories are kind of entertaining in one aspect, but I just felt as someone who uh, I think anyone who's been listening for any amount of time knows I'm in recovery, you know, I'm sober and, uh, you know, only by the grace of God that I am no longer you know, doing substances or anything like that. So I just felt a personal uh, conviction to just say at the beginning, again, we do not glorify, we don't promote the complete opposite. We we don't want anyone to come away with, with listening to this episode, thinking that we glorify or promote the use of any mind or mood altering substances. So yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way. Personal conviction that felt called do so enjoy yeah and if you have small kids this episode may not be suitable <laughs> probably not all right thank you what's up everybody welcome to another episode of all out war i'm turner and i'm in the studio with rosenold <laughs> oh it's a new one what's up? yeah rosenold uh rosie what's up brother how what's you doing up, man doing well good good so uh, we have a great episode, we have a great guest, and uh, it's going to be a fun one. But uh, before we jump into that, I wanted to know, what do you know? Hey, did you know that Ireland is officially, I'm not sure if it still is, but for a brief, I'm just going to say, how about I'll say this? Okay. Ireland was added officially to the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In 2011. <laughs> That one, watch that first step off the, it gets pretty wet there. Yeah. <laughs> so it says, uh, 2011, reading from the Irish Times, Ireland is to be included in the Appalachian Trail for the first time. The original trail stretches from Georgia to Maine, a distance of 3,510 kilometers. Oh. I'm a, I apologize for saying that in kilometers, but that's what they say. Um and was made famous in films, blah, blah, blah. An extension called the International Appalachian Trail continues from Maine to the top of Newfoundland. And there's another couple thousand miles, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, and now the International Appalachian Trail is including a stretch of Ireland from Donegal to Atrum as part of the trail. Um, so there you go. All right. Yeah. that's That's crazy. By the way, that's... 33,500 kilometers is 2,174 miles. Oh, there just, you go. Just so you know. Sweet. I, I wanted to make that conversion for us. Good. This is this is interesting. 
It says, though inner, uh, Newfoundland and Ireland are now separated by thousands of kilometers, thousands of miles yes. of ocean, they were once part of the same landmass. The total length of the trail was created when several minor continents fused together to form one supercontinent, Pangaea, mm-hmm. which included Europe, Greenland, North America, and parts of North Africa. There you go. Interesting. So, so I guess they're, they're spiritually they're connecting. Going, they're going back to like 3,000 years, four. four 5,000 years. Whatever the flood was. Right after the flood. The Pangea yeah. happened when the waters receded. Yeah. So. Um, 40 days after the. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah. That's like, hey, we're claiming this part of the trail. Yep. <laughs> Those Irish. Yeah. Always stealing everything. Always, man. Putting it in their Irish luggage. <laughs> the Irish luggage. Garbage bags. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm dude. just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Being Scottish, I don't mind if you... If you... <laughs> I'm part of, I got I got Irish blood in me. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm sorry to hear that. It's whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> that's, everybody. that's all of them, man. <laughs> hey, you start making... I'm going to give you a pair of Irish sunglasses. What's that? <laughs> Black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All of our all of our European <laughs> friends are like so annoyed right now. <laughs> uh, we love them though. Yes, we love them. Without them, we wouldn't have America. So we'll leave it at that. Anyways, sit back, yeah. grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. All right. All right. We're back. Hey, listen, we got a good episode here. We're going to be talking about DMT psychedelics and <laughs> and uh, the Christian culture surrounding that currently. And then, but we've got a great friend. Uh, this is probably his 20th time on the podcast. He, by far the most um, most uh, guested guested guest we've ever I can't even talk uh, that we've ever had. It's John Brisson. John, what's up, brother? Oh, I'm glad to be back here on All Out War. Uh, <laughs> long time uh, listener, first time caller. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> it, you know, I was, it's definitely good to be back with you, Rosie and Turner. I'm a you know, fan of the podcast, listener, you guys are also both dear friends of mine, fellow brothers in Christ. And uh, yeah, let me um, put down this blunt for a minute. I got to pick up, <laughs> you know, before we talk about this, you know, no, I'm joking. I haven't smoked marijuana in over 11 years, but. <laughs> Only 11? Yeah, ever since, well, actually 12. Actually, no, it was just the birth of, it was birth of my uh, son uh, that my wife and I made a pact that we would be sober minded. Um, and we've that. kept it. Oh, so. that's cool. Awesome. Even before I was born again. Nice. Wow. Oh, that's nice. even better. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So um, there's a lot about, like, I, I need to go on the record. I have never done DMT. Um, before I was saved, I did uh, dabble in drugs. And, um, you know, we've talked about that. You guys know my testimony a little bit. Rosie, you have. Um, a form form of it. form of it. And then I'm assuming, John, you have as well. Uh, yes, I have done, uh, well, DMT or psychedelics or, or drugs. Um, DMT is what I was kind of thinking. Of. I have done ayahuasca one time in my life. Yes. Okay. Which is that's, a natural form of it. Yes. You have to take it with a MAO. You have to take it with MAO inhibitor. 
Uh, sometimes they use Syrian rue, but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so you're talking Greek to me right there because <laughs> I don't know any of that stuff. So I'm going to be the, the the learner observer on this episode because I truly don't have experience with it. But what I do know is that Scripture warns that uh, there's a, a, great, a phrase in the New Testament, in particular the book of Revelation, is mentioned three different times. You can find it in the book of Galatians as well. And it talks about pharmakia and that word is typically translated as witchcraft um, in the New Testament. And so there's a spiritual connection between psychedelics, DMT, ayahuasca in particular, and the spirit world. I think you, you missed another point. That the word pharmakia is where we, it not only means witchcraft, right? it also means drugs. Well, it means drugs. It, it's where we get our word pharmacy yeah. from. So, But it doesn't, you have to be careful because then people automatically will assume that you're talking about every kind of drug as like, John, you were talking about a few minutes ago before we started recording like aspirin and Tylenol. Th those are drugs, but are those the drugs that the Bible's referencing in terms of pharmacia? So let's talk a little bit about that first. And, and, and then I want to keep in everybody's mind and the forefront of their mind is that there's been in the last probably five years in particular, a very big push for um, for people to try these mind-altering, you know, um, these psychedelics, yeah. you know. And in particular, I think of one particular person is, is Joe Rogan, who swears by them. He says, oh, you got to try them, man, they're great. And then even more recently than Joe Rogan was Aaron Rodgers, mm. which he talked about on his podcast as well with, with Joe about it. And Wait, what, what's his podcast? Aaron Rodgers is no. Uh, it's is he is he is he, he on Blurry? Did he go on Blurry Creatures no, to no, talk about that, it? That's his brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> and his you could go before on... that. You could talk about Terrence McKenna, or yeah. um, yes. <laughs> even before around the same time, Terrence McKenna. You talk about Timothy Leary. Timothy yeah. Leary, yeah. So there's a history there. So I'm gonna let you guys kind of like I'm, John. I'm gonna let you kind of start to unpack this for us, and then as I see things, I'm gonna probably chime in and ask questions, and and if I can add something, I will. Okay, so you know, in the Strong's Concordance, when we look up uh, pharmakia, um, it kind of uh, within the King James version, it kind of translates to words very similar in manner, like sorcery and witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So it's the use of administering of drugs, poisoning, sorcery, and magical arts found in connection with idolatry and fostered by it. Mm. Um, so it's usually the way we. The way that I look at it, the way that I believe is the correct biblical way of looking at it, and I would, you know, as we, I would say you guys would agree with me on this as well, mm -hmm. is, just, you know, you're taking something, you're taking some sort of, you know, natural substance that's used for different purposes than it normally should be used for, or you're taking an adulterated substance or a semi-synthetic or a synthetic substance um, to alter your state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, but not for a purpose that you may say that there could be certain drugs that some people would consider to be pharmacia that alter states of consciousness, like propofol, for example, that knocks you out from a surgery. Right. Uh, but I would argue that's for a surgery. It's not to get high. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not to escape reality. Um, you know, it's not to, you know, it's not to be held, a, you know, uh, you know, there's many different reasons why people uh, use uh, drugs 
um, and, 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 and which would be considered pharmakia, um, but none of them are to build a relationship with God. <laughs> right. You know, they're all uh, either to uh, escape a person's current reality or to numb psychological or physical pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, none of it is 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 bringing a person closer to God. It's actually separating them further uh, because they're you're, you know they're instead of trusting in God and having faith in God, um, you know, um, to you know to help them. Uh, you know, if if all possible, according to his will, uh, to change the reality of things or horrific, to um, you know, uh, to you know, for Jesus Christ as the Messiah to save them, you know, to save them from death, to save them from from sin, you know. So instead of them relying on God and Jesus. Um, they instead take matters into their own hands, and for a method of escape, uh, they use um, uh, pharmakia. Uh, and specifically, if we're talking about in the range of psychedelics, uh, uh, methods of which they can alter or change their perception of reality uh, to most of the time commune with, let's flat out just say, it, demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, a gateway, a door. Uh, yes. It's a way for. Uh, someone to go from the natural to the supernatural using a um a portal <laughs> through a through a drug through an and so like historically would when you think about like so like i remember when i was younger they always used to d- depict american indians as like the peace smoking the peace pipe and mm-hmm. stuff and that was like some kind of psychedelic or mushrooms was another one do you consider those as being the same type of in the same type of category I don't know. Like, I guess there's there's differing um, opinions on what would be more harmful, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So mushrooms in general that are psychedelic are. Well, I mean, there's there's a there's ongoing conversation about the classes of drugs. For example, most people do take heroin to change their perception of a reality or to escape mental trauma or physical mm-hmm. trauma or mm-hmm. or pain or whatever, but. It's not its main primary utilization compared to taking mushrooms or LSD or um, smoking marijuana uh, or taking DMT. Now, all of those things that I mentioned are salvia devatorum. Um, they uh, change the strength or the potency of which they change a person's perception of reality. Uh, it differs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, marijuana, it would not be as strong as DMT, for example. Um, and so, you know, there are differences in the potency of said, uh, mind altering substances or pharmacia and there are direct effects on the body. Now, some people would say, well, John, there are some physical characteristics where the use of marijuana might be needed, uh, for pain relief or for cancer treatment, Mm -hmm. uh, where THC is actually needed, uh, along with CBD. And I would say, yes, in those instances, there might be, um, uh, usages for them because again you're using it from a medicinal purpose but not necessarily to quote unquote get high or to change your perception of reality mm-hmm. you know but i would say that that would be differing according to each believer whether the holy spirit convicts you if it's okay to use marijuana for those specific instances for example um and it's, it's quite complicated this whole thing's complicated i mean marijuana yeah. I mean, uh, alcohol uh, changes yeah. your sense of perception. Uh, you know, if you drink too much of it, you know, you can you can uh, black out, uh, um, or you know, it changes it, it lets down your inhibitions. It changes your inhibitions. You know, we don't call it spirits for nothing. Right. You know. Yeah. So there, there's an argument to which drugs 
would be considered pharmacia for their specific purposes and which drugs are actually medicinal in their use. Okay, that could be said any drug. You know, you can you could technically use propofol to change a reality being knocked out for about 30 minutes to an hour, right. you know. But in most cases, it's used primarily for uh, surgery uh, to uh, kind of reduce the sympathetic nervous system uh, response uh, to kind of knock you out uh, during surgery. Uh, so there's less trauma involved. Um, so hopefully I'm making sense. Hopefully yeah. I'm answering your questions, you know, I, I, but that's how I look at it. You, know? yeah, so. you brought up a really interesting point, which I think ties back into the definition that you read. And this is kind of where I, because I, I totally agree uh, with you. It's so messy. And uh, it just the, the whole subject of, you know, can, you know, how many drinks as a Christian, can you get drunk at your house? Is it, you know, all those kind of things. And what if you're smoking a little <clears throat> bit of weed that isn't too strong and everything like that. But the, the, the point that you read in the definition was that it was, there was a spiritual use. It was used in, uh, I'm just going to use a word ritual. There was a ritualistic manner in which the drugs were used to achieve, uh, the connection with a God or, or something like that. The, the mind altering state of being, so to speak. And I think that's the difference between like, are you, are you with me that I th I think the ritualistic nature, yes, which yes, is... That, that's what I'm talking about, Rosie. Yeah, exactly. Your intention. Right. Um, what, you know, why are you using said drug and for what purpose? You know, um, and I'm not even saying even if you use drugs in their intended purpose, for example, if you use um, oxycodone as a pain reliever for its intended purpose, that even then, if you use it too often or too much, it could not be, it, it, that it, it, it would... Yeah. It, would not be sinful action it would um but it's, it's the purpose of why someone uses these uh drugs in my opinion is what makes it pharmacia you know yeah. if you're if so if you're using it for medicinal reason and the holy spirit has a convict you of such i mean even alcohol has uh antimicrobial properties like pouring it into a wound for example mm -hmm. or using it for anesthesia if there are no other anesthesia methods getting someone drunk is how they used to do it in the olden days you know, yeah. so that serves a purpose, you know, but if you're drinking alcohol to, you know, to to not look at yourself in a mirror and self-reflect, if you're not born again and realize that you have sinned against a holy and righteous God, mm -hmm. or if you are born again, you're using it to escape uh, any um, rightful um, judgment that God has placed for you for your sinful life, uh, you know, then it, it's a sin, you know, and again, with mm -hmm. alcohol. I don't drink myself, uh, but for my brothers and sisters in Christ that do, uh, but as long as they don't get sloppy drunk, you know, if they're continuously getting sloppy drunk, then we're going to have to pull them, you know, pull them off to the side and be like, you're in sin, you know, but right. they occasionally have a glass of wine and, and, and the Holy Spirit is not convicting them of such, then who am I to judge? Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And I, I think to kind of, I'm happy we, we laid the groundwork, I think, <laughs> before yeah. we get start getting into the weird stuff, but I guess to kind of jump into uh, DMT in particular and these hardcore psychedelics, like I, I, I've said it before on the podcast, my experience with them, uh, they were my drugs of choice, so to speak. I think that's like a recovery speak. We always say our drugs of choice, but um, 
So I 100% did never used them for anything other than like there there's no uh uh non-sinful answer or you know reason that could come up with to use uh these substances whether or not you know a church deemed it you know like mescaline or peyote that are you know legal for these ceremonies or whatever but to get into something like dmt um you know first of all since people may not know what it is and we alluded to the different types with you know uh smoking dmt versus drinking ayahuasca tea um can you go ahead and start talking about what is dmt in particular you know people might have heard or if they listen to rogan you know it's naturally occurring man it like is you know in our body produces it you know so can you go into some some specifics with uh dmt you there buddy Yes, today I lost you guys for a minute. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, um, no, I I agree with you, Rosie. I think I heard everything. Um, <laughs> I'm having some internet issues. All of a sudden, this is so weird. Um, but um, the yeah, I mean, uh, maybe uh, maybe <laughs> we are being demonized. Uh, maybe the artificial intelligence isn't really that uh, that. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a ghost in the machine or something that doesn't like us talking about the subject, but. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, everybody has, you know, I guess it's recovery to their specific drug of choice. Uh, you know, I, I always did my best to try to uh, do things sporadically because I saw my father die uh, in, in the grips of heroin addiction, right? Even though he was a born again Christian, you know, so, you know, but mine was uh, the use of opioids, mm-hmm. uh, which I should have known better, right? But, you know, they make, they do what they do. They increase dopamine to make you feel good, yeah. you know? And so it was sinful for me to, to do that in my early 20s. Um, because, you know, I was, you know, using them as, as a manner to feel good and to escape, um, you know, and that's what I think, that's what I think makes um, something uh, specifically, among other things, pharmacia is one of the uh, aspects of it is to escape your current reality, uh, to not rely on God, um, instead to rely on you to change uh, your perception of the world or how you feel uh, based off of your own means. Um, and, you know, I do think that there, you know, is a problem with that, um, you know. And so then you ask, well, what constitutes a, a drug, right? You know, and some people would argue, some people are more harsher and some people are more libertine, you know, even within Christians with differing views, you know. But I would say that psychedelics are a very, very strong slippery slope yeah. uh, that open you up to uh, demonization if you are a born-again Christian and a demonic possession if you are not. Yeah, um, totally agree with that. So I think you might have missed uh, <laughs> a little bit of what I said at the end. Um, no, no, it's totally cool. Uh, it's, we're blaming the demons and we're talking about the demons. I, that's what I chalk it up to. But um, specifically uh, about DMT, to kind of get into this because – uh, like Turner said, you know, Aaron Rodgers is talking about doing ayahuasca down there um, in the rainforests. Joe Rogan's always talking about it. It's definitely being pushed specifically. So for people who may not be aware of what uh, DMT actually is, um, can you go? I said, you know, there, there's arguments that like, hey, man, it's, 
you know, our brain produces it or, you know, it, it doesn't get more natural than that. So when you say your brain produces it, is that, are you referencing the uh, pineal gland? Is that the... Yeah, that's what they always say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, John, do you, can you kind of introduce uh, DMT, kind of what it is, uh, <clears throat> you know, just start with all that? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, DMT from a biochemical standpoint is uh, in, in dimethyl uh, trypt, uh, tryptamine. Yep. Uh, so it's an analog of the uh, uh, um, uh, metabolite of the amino acid tryptophan, uh, which is uh, a tryptamine. Oh, yeah. uh, and so tryptophan is usually found in meat. There's there's a lot of it in meat. So that's why people say that when you get uh, when you take tur- you eat a lot of turkey, uh, you get sleepy, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the tryptophan, which isn't necessarily true. It's probably because you just ate a huge meal and your blood sugar. <laughs> Right. Kind of a little chaotic, <laughs> yeah. but but you know, uh, you know, but 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 hold on, you know, I will say that um uh, that um uh, sorry, John, wait for the minute. Um, sorry, uh, tryptophan, uh, you know, is a essential amino acid. We have to take it in uh, through diet. It cannot be made, uh, and it is the building block of uh, a lot of our uh, neuromodulators, including melatonin and serotonin, mm. um, and so. Uh, you know, you, you do know, you need it to make certain uh, neurotransmitters, um, and so it is important to take, uh, uh, you know, dietary tryptophan in, obviously, uh, so that you can add, have adequate amounts of melatonin, which is a very potent um, antioxidant uh, that is produced by, uh, from sleeping in the dark. It's when uh, uh, actually serotonin is, is methylated into melatonin. Serotonin is produced during the day through exposure of blue right and blue light into the retina uh, of our eyes. Um, and uh, and so, you know, tryptophan that we take in diet gets converted into 5-HTP and then later into uh, serotonin. Uh, and serotonin uh, is, is a mood, uh, among other things, it's a muscle contractor, but it's also a mood stabilizer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, th- these are certain uh, neurotransmitters that are produced. Uh, and, you know, one of them that is produced uh, in the human body in very small amounts uh, is N-N-dimethyltryptamine or DMT. Uh, that is correct. It is produced within the human body. However, most of the uh, rubes that you get uh, from um, kind of like this, I want to say where science meets mysticism mm. or where science meets theosophy or as Paul uh, warned to young Pastor Timothy, uh, science so falsely called mm. in Second Timothy. Um, it's it's uh, they kind of there's a lot of mysticism and, and falsity around uh, DMT in that you know they'll say well it's a spirit molecule and you know your body greatly produces it uh, when you're first born and you greatly release it when you die you know and a lot mm-hmm. of the studying of that is extremely sketchy. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of the studies that are dealt with it are funded by a lot of these kind of like a new age uh, think tanks like the Institute of Noetic Sciences, for example, mm-hmm. or the MAPS Institute, which we'll probably talk more uh, later. Uh, you know, and the Institute of Noetic Sciences, for example, has many ties uh, by funding by, by the family and the fellowship, kind of like the right wing groups in the CMP through the Templeton Fund and one of its uh, founders, um, uh, J- uh, John Temple. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's interesting the secret right uh, has done a lot of funding in psychedelics and drug use that they're supposed to be against, right? Like D.A.R.E., yeah, you know, that's a crock of crap, all right? But that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> it would take us too long for us to talk about here tonight, you know. But, um, and so, 
Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, yes, your body does make a, a little bit of, of DMT. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say that it is incorrect. Um, that, 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 that is true. Uh, but the mythos around it um, and how important it is, and they call it the spirit yeah. molecule. Yeah, you yeah. You crock of crap. Um, <laughs> we don't fully know what DMT does within the human body. Uh, we do know that it is metabolized quite quickly out of DMT, uh, primarily through further methylation within the human body. Uh, so it doesn't stay very long within the human body. Um, and we, we do know that, which is why when you do it, uh, when you do DMT and, uh, and, and when you smoke it, it doesn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, it lasts anywhere between about 15 minutes to an hour, if I remember correctly. Um, and so uh, when you ingest it, it's a little bit different, but that's because you take an MAO and hay inhibitor with it. It's, it's kind of complicated for me to discuss here <laughs> again tonight. You know, but <laughs> but um, you know, when, you're, when you're taking ayahuasca, for example, and you have to combi combine it with some MAO inhibitor uh, just so – because, okay, okay, I'll tell you this. DMT exists in a lot of the foods that we eat, and the only reason why you're not tripping all the time is because you have <laughs> these enzymes called monomate oxidize A and monomase, uh, monomate oxidize B um, that degrade the DMT that's in the food. Hmm. And so you have to inhibit that enzyme for you to drink the ayahuasca tea just for it to work. Right. Hmm. Gotcha. And, and you actually can't, when you do an MLA inhibitor, because of trimines, you know, we mentioned uh, tryptophan, but there's also other amino acids like, you know, and, and amino acid derivatives and trimines, another example of that. And that, um, we take an MLA inhibitor and eat a lot of trimines, like cheese, for example, has a lot of trimines in there. Uh, it can actually cause you to have a severe blood pressure spike and you can die. Hmm. Wow. So remember that, like, I'm not recommending anybody do any psychedelics, okay? <laughs> but if you're, you know, if you're spiritually blind and stupid enough to do any of them, okay, if you take an MAO inhibitor, don't eat think foods that are high in trimine, like cheese, for example. It can cause a severe sudden spike in your blood pressure and cause a heart attack. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. So hopefully a lot of that psycho, like, pharmacological, physiological psychobabble I just said made sense to anybody listening, but – I think you know. In the can I can I give a paraphrase in a layman's from like what I understood? Yes. Basically, your body produces the very thing that you're trying to put into your body, but because of certain foods, and it's in all kinds of foods as well. Because your body produces it, it literally um, neutralizes it so that it's a byproduct. It's a byproduct. Okay. DMT is broken down by monamine oxidase, so you produce DMT, but it's a byproduct. It's gotcha. not something you make primary, primarily, to my knowledge. It's a byproduct, okay. and it just gets metabolized further. And so that's why you don't get high at all. Gotcha. It's in the food. It's in the food. So yeah. then, it's, mm -hmm. so then, but you're, you're making it too. But you're making it right. as well, as well too. Okay. So, but but because of that, when a person wants to do a trip, they have to use an inhibitor so that that part of their body that would try and uh, metabolize it or neutralize it. Uh, will not operate correctly. If they take it through orally, if they smoke it, they g do such a strong flood of DMT that the body's not able to break it down and metabolize gotcha. it as quickly so as it should. It over, so it overloads it. So it That's can't. correct, yes. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so I'm there. And so, and what we are talking about, though, and this is what we were talking about at the beginning, was that there is a, a spiritual connection as well, which we already said that the Word of God shows us that through revelation different part it's like in nine nine different places i think or something like that in the bible so um that connection is kind of mysterious to me do you have any insights on that that you can like how 
is that supposed to work? I mean, I know that the the human body, you know, we're, our makeup is a, a body, soul, and spirit in the most generic terms. I know some people have more breakdowns than that, but is how is there that connection then between the soul and the spirit? Is that where this interaction spiritually is happening? Like, I don't have a complete answer for that. Okay. Um, and if anybody tells you do, you probably should run from them. <laughs> <laughs> but I can speculate. Um, I think it kind of breaks down, I hate to use new age terms, but it kind of like, I, I, the reason why, I, okay, so I think there's probably s- some people, okay, the veil, the spiritual veil of, of the spiritual world that, yes. that's around us, the supernatural, mm-hmm. I think some people are more aware of it than others, like maybe schizophrenic people, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're more prone to uh, demonic possession or demonization, and it might be genes involved, and there's many different reasons why, okay? Yeah. But um, the reason why I don't think we're supposed to touch these things is because it manipulates – okay, the reason why – again, you're making DMT in very small amounts. You're breaking it down, and you're not you know, having this – reaction right mm-hmm. this this um uh psychedelic reaction where kind of like the spiritual veil is lifted and you're able to be demonized more if you're a, a believer or demonically possessed if you're not okay so it's like this this drug is like inhibiting the way god made us mm. Mm. there you go so how to, to, how, to, how to relate to him spiritually that, yeah, because you put it in your own hands, but right. you're not relating with God. You're relating with demons. Yeah. Like, we know how we can relate with God. We, we, we relate with God. It's in the Bible. The gospel is plain. Prayer, um, you know, conversing with another born-again believer, reading his word. You know, I mean, you well, know, those those are things that we can uh, do right then and there. We don't have to do DMT. I mean, I know right. you're not saying that, but we don't have to do DMT to connect with God. And, you know, and I'm not saying that d- these psychedelics or meditations mm-hmm. that God has – never used them to connect with someone. I, I know someone who it has happened where they mm-hmm. became in the middle of a trip, God actually intervened and they actually ended up becoming born again because of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was in spite of the right. psychedelic. Right. And I would, so. say, I would say scripture tells us that we can, a believer actually has access to the throne of God. Uh, you know, we're told in Peter boldly approach the throne of of grace, right? And present your or let your Peter says uh, Paul says that present your let your your requests be known to God, right? Present your requests and boldly approach the throne of grace. So we have access in the spirit realm that is actually far superior than it's almost like you're, you're shortcoming yourself uh, spiritually. You're not getting to the place where it's going to be. It's better. like praying to a dead saint. Right. On behalf when you can just pray to Jesus. Right. right. Yeah. It's like you're you're make if you if you can like from a visual standpoint, like if you can imagine like escalating or uh it's I hate it because it sounds new agey too, and I hate I hate using new age. We're gonna use new agey terms. Yeah. So but so you're just like you're elevating up, right? Mm-hmm. And the higher you get, the closer you get to God, right? But you'll never be able with any of these psychedelics, you'll never be able to reach a throne room of God because he just won't permit that. And you'll it would be him interacting with you, like John just said, you know, about his friend that he, the guy he knew that got had an encounter with God on the psychedelics. It was God entered into that, but you'll never be able to reach the pinnacle, which is the throne room of of heaven. 
in the grace of God, the presence through the Holy Spirit, the presence of Jesus, right? So that's what's so crazy to me is that people actually are using these and thinking that they're enhancing their spiritual life when they're actually hindering it. Yeah, and if I, I could just hop in, uh, there's, I think DMT, through my, you know my experience, I've also I've never smoked it. I've done ayahuasca as well, and I've done like I said, a lot of other um, psychedelic uh, substances. And one of the things that is unique about uh, my uh, ayahuasca trips, and uh, this may make sense kind of like going back to the, the spiritual veil being uh, lifted in why I think DMT is particularly very dangerous is like if you do LSD, it, at least in my experience, I never saw anything that wasn't there. Like, you know, you hear all these things about like all of a sudden you're, you're going to be tripping and you're going to see an elephant in the room and like you're going to freak out because you're going to be like, oh, there's an elephant in the room. What am I going to do? I'm going to you know, it's going to trample me. And so I better jump out of a window or something like that. It just like take the, everything that's currently there is just manipulated. So there's nothing new there. And like the consciousness, my consciousness was always present in the, it wasn't like some, maybe, maybe this is a better, uh, you know, like when you let a kite, you know, when you start with a kite, it's right there connected to it. Yeah. And with certain psychedelic, like my con, it almost felt like the consciousness was being let on this string. So it's still aware that I was connected, but it was just altered in a different way. I'm seeing a different perspective, you know, because now I'm higher out. So I can see things slightly differently. But with, with DMT and ayahuasca, I'm just going to say DMT because it's the, the substance is the same. Right. Is there's that consciousness that you're present like how I'm sitting here now, except I am fully aware that I am no longer in this place. That, that, that was my experience. And I've talked about it. I've only done it a handful of times, less than a handful of times, um, three or four. And I always went back to a certain place that was not here. It felt more real than real, but I wasn't, I wasn't like aware that I, it was more real than me sitting here talking to you, looking at you. Wow. So there was this consciousness awareness that maintained me with me right i don't it's the other thing is these things are so difficult to explain to people it's <laughs> like, like reality becomes like a memory to you like like you're in no. this new reality but the old reality of your true existence wherever yeah, you were, were mean, at, was like a memory it's not a memory like you're aware that i, I was aware that i was in a different place it's right. it just like i had gone to a different place okay. a different realm <laughs> whatever i yeah. think i've said this the doctor strange have you ever seen the original one where he's like floating through all the multiverses? Yeah. There's some parts of that that are like super DMT. You look at that and you're like, these guys did DMT. They know exactly <laughs> like what these things. I'm the making, imagery and stuff. Making <laughs> images and moving my hands around. Um, anyway, the whole point with that is that I always went back. There was beings that knew who I wa was. They addressed me by name. They, I, I wouldn't call them. Maybe we can get into this. Joe Rogan always calls them the machine elves, which he took from Terrence McKenna, the self-transforming machine elves. Mine weren't really like that, um, but they were aware of me. They told me stuff, and it's really weird because you're aware. You're like, they're giving me all this knowledge, like all the answers. 
And then what you, answers to what? Everything. What do you mean? Everything. I, I need to know. Like, What's I, the meaning of life? What is? How do I become rich? Does Everything. Jesus enter into that in any way? It never did for me. Yeah. And, and you so, were a believer at that time. Yeah. But you know also when you come back here, you can't take – you're like, I, I have all the answers, but I cannot bring it back to me. So they slip away as you're – No, you're like – you're aware that you cannot bring it back. So even if you try to remember what they're telling you, you could You know that you couldn't. You know that you can't bring it back with you. And now here, I know that I knew this and I can't access it. But what's weird to me so, is how can you not remember what he told you about like like getting – say getting rich or whatever? Well, for me, it's been so long, but I mean, this has been over. Like, what if you wrote it down? What you can't write. I mean, you're, you can't write it down. You're like, not here. As soon as you get back, can you, you remember? Can't, you can't. Because you're so messed up from it. Exactly. And I'm sorry. I'm just asking. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. asking questions no, no, that age. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I know, I know fine. you don't know. You, ne you never but, done it, but I mean, you've just been throw, purging, throwing up. Yeah. Well, uh, hold on. If okay. you smoke it, it's different. But if you eat, if you drink it in the ayahuasca concoction, then you've been throwing up. Exactly. Yeah. You, for a while. So I'm asking the questions because I know that there's people listening to this that are oh, I'm sorry. that have never done this, but they're curious about what happens because they've never really talked to. Maybe they've never talked to someone who's done it, and they've never been able to actually ask sure, these sure. questions. I'm so sorry. I know what they're thinking because they're. I'm thinking what they're probably thinking. <laughs> Uh, or they're probably thinking what I'm thinking. Sorry, I was trying to set it up to the. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not probing you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To dis like find any like hole in no, your no, no, thing. Okay. I'm probing no, you to know, know. We know. We know better than that. Yeah, we know better than that. Yeah. No, no, I just. So I, I'm sorry. I, I've been rambling a long time. Though, how about this? Is the the whole point that I was trying to get at yeah. with this thing was the difference between this drug that was unique to all the drugs. And I haven't done all of them. I have friends that were doing crazy research chemicals that don't even, they don't have names <laughs> oh because gosh. people are making them. And this is a, this is a real thing. You can yeah. buy Met something like methadrone. Yeah. Or like 2CB or all these other ones that they, they basically yeah, take it. I had friends and family members that were doing stuff like that. That stuff makes you like, like uh, what was the drug that was making people go crazy? In Florida, oh the um they were they Those were the, I thought they were bath, just the salts. bath salts, but even yeah yeah methadrone was a bath salt so yeah I mean that 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 stuff will really mess you up you're a human guinea pig at that point yeah and so the in the whole thing that I was getting at is like there's this it's it was so unique because I knew that I was not present like every you're con you're present but you know you're not present right. You know you're in – it would be like me flying to, flying to Australia and being aware I'm not in America. Like it's not a good example. But these there was, there was beings there that knew who I was, that talked to me, that knew like – that could read my thoughts, would tell me stuff. And when I went – the next time I would trip and go back, they would remember me and would be like, oh, we're so happy you're back. And I, I always went to this party. I was – wherever I went, it was always a party because there was, it was a party scene. Like, yeah, I was just at a party, but that and was, so there was like a lot of people around and stuff or. Yeah. Like not necessarily things, people, things, things. <laughs> yeah. But that was, and I, I wanted to see what John's experience of that even lines up with what mine was, but it was just, it's so unique. And yeah, I think there's mine. a, there's I'll a, tell mine. okay, good. There is a deeply like spiritual thing that this in particular is so, different yeah. from anything else and it's i think the best example of something that is straight up like 
I'm literally communing with demons. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm thinking in my mind. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's 100%. why I think. Like, I, that's why I think they set a party scene for you because that was what was entrapping you in your life, anyways. Yeah, at the time, like yeah. you were chasing after, and maybe the the deeper thing that they knew is that you just wanted to be have fun and have be released from the burden of whatever it was yeah, that made yeah. you do drugs in the first place. Yeah, and so maybe they were setting you up, man. Yeah, but. And, and I'll just end it with this is like, there are certain things I, I'll, I'll, it's neither here nor there, but it's a funny thing is whenever I would do other drugs, there was never a return to like the same trip. It was never like a continuous thing. Hmm. Like I wouldn't have the same, I never had the same trip. Right. Right. Now there are certain things like my, <laughs> I'll just say this and then I'll shut up and let John talk. But like one of my things that always would happen when I was on acid was we don't, <laughs> It happened one time. We went to Burger King, and Burger King used to have these black and white speckled uh, things on the bathroom doors, like in the stall doors. <laughs> yeah. I remember I got trapped in the uh, in a bathroom stall because I saw faces, and I just, like, I went, <laughs> I went to go take a crap, and then I couldn't get out of the toilet because <laughs> I, wouldn't, I didn't want to touch the door. And so every other time, like, every time we – we knew we were tripping. I was like, dude, don't go I, in the I bathroom. Got, no, I got to conquer it this time. Oh, you... <laughs> and I'd go and every single time, this happened like 15 times, <laughs> I would get trapped and I'd have my buddies, I'm like, hey, if I'm not out in an hour, come and get me. In an hour. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and we'd go get chicken fingers and stuff like that at Ruby Tuesdays. But anyway, that was the only like kind of reoccurring thing, and that had nothing to do with the drugs. And I think I know where that Burger King was next to the Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you do. Yeah. But anyway, the that's what I was saying is like it was never this continuous thing. Other than there's this feeling inside of me different from these other things. Yeah. Of a whole other thing. These other things, this whole other thing. I, <laughs> There's no word. It's hard well, to. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a psychedelic trip. John, what was your experience? Uh, well, I mean, I'll tell two. Okay. So I've done ayahuasca and I've done salvia devatorum. Mm-hmm. So salvia, I smoked it and, and like everything kind of like slowed down, like time slowed down and i remember like looking at a fan and i could see like the fan was going in like super slow motion and all i could hear was like (laughs) in my ears you know i was like what is going on here uh you know and then like i felt that like i was you know i felt like you know if i let myself go now this was before i was a born again believer uh you know i was like yeah you know i was like you know if i let myself go this is it i'm gonna go into something for a few minutes and i'm not gonna like it you know and i and i still you know i wasn't born again but i was raised you know in the presbyterian church and you know i still believe that you know that i thought you know and i go back and forth on this you know maybe i was and god let me wander i i don't know you know that's one of my questions for god when i go to heaven you know it's just because i'm I'm just i'm I'm just, I'm just curious, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, I, you know, I, um, I remember, you know, just praying to God at that moment, you know, I'm just like, please don't let, you know, I don't want to lose, you know, I don't want to, you know, you know, you know, go, you know, wherever this is taking me, you know, and it stopped, you know, and, and so, you know, there is power in the name of Jesus. There's power reaching out and earnestly calling to God, the father and spirit and truth. 
you know? And so, you know, I mean, that's my example with Salvia, um, where like my, my cousin by marriage, he like blanked out for a few minutes. And when he came back, we were like, are you okay? And he, he's, he's been a heavy drug user even still to this day. Um, and, um, he was like, I never want to do this again. Yeah. He goes, I That's don't know good. where I was, but it was a horrible place. I never want to do this again. That's he he did never do it again to my knowledge, you know. Hmm. Um and I never did Salvia again either. I didn't like it. Um and so my 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 brother in law, uh, he did ayahuasca a lot. And I used to be a very strong proponent as a naturopathic author and health coach of um psychedelic usage. Uh and I've repented of that. Um and I, you know, of course no longer tell anybody to use any of them, obviously. But yeah. um, you know, I have a good friend who who became a fellow brother in Christ uh, with me, who I, who I love very much, who listens to the show. I won't name him, okay. uh, who I at one time as his friend and his health coach, uh, uh, discussed him to, um, um, take psychedelics to, to, to heal previous trauma and pain. Mm -hmm. And uh, I regret that, but you know, he's born again now. Praise God. That's the most important thing. You know, um, um, but you know, I, so I was lost in my delusion there. You can go listen to my early shows when I was a Gnostic, uh, when I started speaking out from a public forum with Greg Carlwood from the higher side chats, uh, <laughs> you know, plugging the, 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 the use of psychedelics, but also saying physically where there could be some problems, um, mm -hmm. you know, but I was not born again then at all. Um, you know, yeah. and so I, you know, I, I, I consumed ayahuasca myself. Uh, you go through the purging period where you puke a whole bunch you know, and then after you puke, you know, some, uh, you start, uh, uh, tripping for a few hours could be even longer than that. Uh, so for me, I remember looking down at my hand and noticing when things were different and I could look down into my hand and I saw, um, what I could say is atoms mm -hmm. wow. or molecules or something. And then within that were universes and within that were more molecules and within that were more universes. And it was like, you know, I like you would keep like looking and it would be like, like, I, I can't, I don't remember a lot of it. I know you don't remember a lot of it either, Rosie. Yeah. Like a lot of it's kind of a blur, but I remember that part where I was like, okay, is this it? I'm, am I going to die? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I remember feeling that way too. You know, I worse than the salvia. I don't know. The salvia, I felt like it was really bad. Like, I think they're both bad. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't know the salvia. I'm almost. I almost think it was may have been worse for me. I don't know. I know it's weird to say, but I, I don't know. Like the ayahuasca, I never. It felt wrong, but the but the experience I had with it wasn't demonic. Mm -hmm. Where the salvia, I think it could have been. Yeah. And it is demonic. I mean, it is. It opens you up for demonization and, and demon possession. For all I know, that could have been when the spirit of Python or divination, you know, entered me. You know, right. that that stayed with me, you know, me as a new ager and having visions and crazy, you know, beliefs and stuff like that and everything for years, just being lost in, you know, delusion that my own self created and delusion that I was being a new ager and communion with, with spirits and, and being possessed. You know, I mean, I've talked about the stuff I used to believe in that the God of the Old Testament was different than the God of the new and mm -hmm. God was unknowable and you can never have a connection with him. And, and, uh, and that, you know, I worshiped uh, Mary Magdalene and thought Jesus was married to her and hmm. you know believed in create you know aliens and futuristic civilizations and even at one point thought i may have been uh reincarnated as the apostle uh thomas <laughs> <laughs> um and uh you know i look back at it now and i'm just like oh how foolish and lost into the 
you know, the weeds I was, right. you know, but yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's tons of new agers that feel that way you know, that are sadly, you know, they need God, they need Jesus. They need to be rescued from their own delusions and demon possession and demonization that they're under, mm-hmm. you know, and there's power in calling out to the name of Jesus and you earnestly do it. And you give yourself to the Lord and he gives you the spirit of adoption. You know, I, I can't tell you it's going to be all rainbows and lollipops and, and unicorns, <laughs> you know, but you will be delivered whether it's, you know, um, in, 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 you know, in this life or, um, you know, you, you know, you will be, um, given eternal life, you know, forever, you know? And so I, you know, I can't answer why, you know, some people who God delivers, you know, that they're not cured from certain mental illnesses that they have, um, you know, that they struggle with it for the rest of their life, you know, but yeah. you know, we're not promised deliverance from those things. We're promised deliverance from mm-hmm. death and sin. Um, and so, you know, it's, 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 t- it's, it's, it's tough. And so I, I don't really remember too much outside of that. I remember puking a lot. Yeah. Um, and that was not fun. And my throat hurting really badly and sweating a lot. And mm-hmm. afterwards being very, very hungry and thirsty. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I remember feeling very uncomfortable during the whole experience mm-hmm. and not liking it at all. And I haven't really done many psychedelics. I didn't really, I've never done LSD. I've never done, uh, psilocybin. Uh, I've smoked marijuana, my fair share of marijuana. I mean, you know, um, uh, you know, I've never done anything too terribly hard, uh, you know, like co- cocaine or, or, or crack or, or, or sure. heroin <laughs> or crystal meth. But I mean, I've done, I popped my fair share of benzos <laughs> and, 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 uh, Zannies and, uh, you know, and, um, uh, opioids, you know, and so I've done my own fair share of drugs that I, um, I'm not proud to admit, but I will talk about them because I've lost people that I love very much to drugs, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and God and Jesus are stronger. Uh, than the bonds of addiction. Amen. And so, um, you know, I, I, I've tried to, it's been so long. I mean, it's been over like, I think it was 14 years ago when I did ayahuasca. So there's also the haziness of that too, right? Because it's been so long. And like Rosie said, like when you're in it, it's like, you know, when you have a dream, you can't remember every part of your dream, right? You know? So it's the same with the DMT and that I can remember certain things that happen, right? Like I can remember, like I said, like looking at things at a molecular universal level, you know, and I can remember like talking to like my dead relatives, like my father, because they were demons, obviously, you know, looking back on it now. Right. But, you know, to me, you know, at that time, you know, I was like, wow, I'm actually talking with my father on a park bench, you know, mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And, 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 you know, and it's, 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 it's most people, they, you know, with, with God and with Jesus, we're at peace. We're given peace by the Holy Spirit, right. That lives, that resides with anybody who's born again. Right. But when I was doing these psychedelics, when I was doing these drugs in my young adulthood, it never brought me peace. And most people, it doesn't. They keep searching yeah. for the next high. They keep searching for the next spiritual uh, vision. You know, if you're doing psychedelics, the next, you know, lifting of the veil. You know, it's always a constant wandering and a constant searching. You know, and and, and with Jesus, you know, with God, th- that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm completely at peace. Amen. Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense. I'm sorry if I was yeah. rambling there, but so uh, when you were speaking, and this is going to go back to my. Um, well, let me just say something real quick. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. So we just shared those experiences. Hopefully, anyone listening just want to go ahead and say we were just sharing that for the sake of, like you said, understanding what what it is like. Yeah, yeah, we're not trying to glorify it at all. It yeah, was, I just want to be 
yeah, there's no glorification of that. Please that, do not do drugs. No, at all. Yeah. like yeah. I yeah. No same. endorsement here. One, there's absolutely no yeah. endorsement. That was you know. I, I, sorry, I, I just want to make sure in case anyone yeah. is like all of a sudden, oh, they're glorifying this or talking about it. That was purely. I, I don't talk a lot about this ever. Just very in general. Yeah. Um. So that was just in case people wanted to know. Um. What it, what a psychedelic trip or whatever that is like. Um. It's not worth it. You know, obviously, there, like John, you said it perfectly at the end. There's no peace in it. It. Uh, I. You know, I, I got sober. I'm coming up on 13 years as well myself. No desire to do that anymore. You know, God, remove that from me. So just wanted to be clear that was for, you know, just in case anyone was curious about the different things. Uh, so, sorry. We're not I, trying to tempt you into sin, into curiosity. Correct. Absolutely okay. they're, they're, they're never worth it. Yeah. God and Jesus is always worth it forever and ever. Amen. Um, drugs are not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that gave you enough, that filled your curiosity enough uh, of hearing that. It was, they're not good. Yeah. So, and for other reasons that we obviously talked about, talking with demons, that's not good. Well, yeah. And with that point, <laughs> I, I wanted to- John was saying that as well. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted no, to say that. perfectly fine. When you were speaking, both of you guys were speaking, um, from my perspective, it's almost like you were saying it was something outside of you. So you, in in my mind, I was like imagining this house. I'm sitting in my house and outside of the house is the yard and the wilderness, like just the the outside world. And I feel like you're, it, it, what you're describing is like someone's, that internal part of you is moving outside of it and you're just so vulnerable and you don't know what's yeah. around the corner and you don't know where you're going to end up if you just walk a, walk down the street yeah. and i feel like that's what's happening where and people that get addicted to those and who are really drawn to continue to try and and experience those trips they want to get to where the christian has access which is that paradise of yeah. the peace of heaven and the peace of the presence of the holy spirit and communion with God, the creator of all things, right? And I feel like that's what they're longing after. And maybe that's why they continuously go back and they think, oh, this time, this time I'm going to, I'm going to have an experience that's going to just trump everything. And that's how it was for me. That's, it was trying to find out, uh, I love it. There's uh, a, a book that was written. It's not small. <laughs> it's a big book that was written in the 30s and uh it uh it describes uh which is so funny it says you know for people i'm just gonna use this as an example it says you know we tried this or that we tried to you know switching from wine to brandy or only on tuesdays or changing up the, the liquor you try to do the same thing with drugs is like for me it was maybe I took too much that time. That's why I didn't have this spiritual connection. Maybe I didn't take the right kind. Maybe I didn't take it in a combination. That That's mm. how it totally was for me. It was trying to find something that made me feel okay with being, which is, this is what's so funny is I'm seeking outside things. And right. that's all this is, is trying to seek an outside thing to heal something internally. Internally. Yeah. And when and you can just reach out to God and have that connection with him to do it. Exactly. You know, and the whole the funny thing is is that's why I think it's so important. Like when the holy when we get saved, 
you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Yeah. Like there's that connection. Right. It's not an external thing. I mean, it is because God is God. I'm not saying that I'm, you know. Correct. Yeah. Just, we know what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got you. But yeah. yeah, I think that's very true. And uh, yeah, these these and, and you know believers struggle. You know, you could be a believer and still be a drug addict, like my father. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you know, a lot of people. You know, I've gone to some churches where they say that's impossible, right? And I'm like, no. My father was a born again Christian who loved the Lord very much, despite of his drug addiction that he wrestled with. Yeah. Well, it's weaknesses of the flesh, and uh, everybody has them. Everyone has weaknesses of the flesh, whether it's, um, like you were saying, a drug addiction. It might be pornography. It might be alcohol. It might be lying. It might be um, laziness. Like, there's so many afflictions of the flesh that are contrary to holiness and to what's good. Um, And we are, Paul said, we're bound. How long will I live in this body of the flesh, right? That's wasting away. (laughs) And he described it in such a way that it was chained to to him as a decomposing body. Mm. So you know what happens when when you have a decomposing body laying against good flesh, it rots the good flesh. So yeah. there is no good flesh. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's nothing good. So uh and, and that's what he also said. But but I wanna um so I mean synopsis wise on this thing, it's like we've already covered that. We know that there's a spiritual element. What do you think in the culture is um, the reason that someone like like I understand Joe Rogan's not saved. I understand Aaron Rodgers. I, I think he comes from a Christian home. I don't know where his faith is. I would say it's probably you know at best nominal in his faith. I don't know. I, I hate to I hate to even make a well, just other people other people. But there's some popularity of this and pushing it. In fact, on our Instagram page, I posted a reel. Um, probably a month ago, where there's actually a company in Europe that is trying to make it available for people to be able to go in and they will get an intravenous drug of DMT and be able to stay in that high that on that trip for they they said they could do it for up to for hours. And I just don't like psych ketamine too. Ketamine yeah, and yeah. MDMA those are used to, to it, treat quote unquote PTSD and yeah. Um, there's another one. It's always very unique to use a substance. Ibogaine is another big one. It's a psychedelic that is pushed as saving people from addiction. Wow. <laughs> I actually know, I've known a couple of people that uh, um, went and used it and claimed that, you know, they were saved from addiction and turns out they, uh, they weren't, but yeah, it's all conquering substances. But, it's like one addiction for another, like yeah, trading one for sure. another, but um but they they want to take this um, they want to study why people are are on on their trip they want to do like cat scans mris things like that so that they can see the brain activity and try and figure out a way because they're they're basically everything i'm hearing is that they're touting this as a like antidepressant it's a um, a way to be, the magic pill it's going to solve every literally everything yeah like they're really selling this thing hard and because of the spiritual connection there it's absolutely evil like to me it's like the most dangerous thing that a person can do is engage in that in something like that because of the spirit especially an unsaved person um in particular a saved person you're just opening yourself up to be attacked even more um 
I don't know. It's just like the popular culture of it, embracing it in these last days. It just, it's so fitting for everything that's going on, right? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I think it's pushed by very powerful elitist people like Peter Thiel, mm-hmm. uh, who was a big funder into Compass, Compass Pathways. Um, and and uh, most of the ketamine clinics are, are owned by Thiel in the United States of America. Oh. Um, and so what they're trying to do is they're trying to put people in sensory deprivation chambers. Yeah. Um, Crossland. Ian Crossland has discussed this on Tim Pool's show, uh, where he actually kind of spilled the beans, but then was like, "We need to be the ones that are doing this, not Teal." You know, so what they want to do is they want to put people in. And I've covered this on my channel, and also uh, Matthew North and Jesse Spots uh, both uh, covered this in depth as well uh, throughout the years. Um, and uh, you know, and um, I want to thank them both for their research into this too. Um, but um, they're putting people in sensory deprivation chambers and hooking them up to the metaverse and then putting oh them on gosh. a ketamine trap and putting them into a K-hole. Oh, my uh, gosh. And, and then they would they would say you would live 30 years in a span of 30 minutes. That's, well, what's crazy is you're, you're blending the AI mm-hmm. with the spiritual and the drug. It, it's all of it meshing together in one big – who knows what's going to come out of that? Like, wh- well, I mean, I, I I played clips of Rick Doblin. I call him Rick Goblin. <laughs> who formed uh, MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic <laughs> And uh, Rick Goblin's talked about uh, using these therapies in soldiers for PTSD, which is where they're how they're marketing here, where I yeah. live in Fayetteville, North Carolina. It's Fort Bragg's not too far away, right? And so they're they're literally, you know, these ketamine clinics. They call them like wellness clinics, mm-hmm. and they're like, we we can help you with your PTSD from coming back from war, uh, you know, and uh, and you know, so instead of you know you know people giving their lives to God and Jesus and you know working through their trauma uh, with God, you know, in a one on one personal relationship, uh, no, it's uh, you know, we'll put you in this K hole. And, um, you know, and, and Rick Doblin talks about, Rick Goblin talks about uh, making perpetual super soldiers uh, who never take breaks or crumble because of trauma, wow. who never have breaks, psychotic breaks, or uh, multiple personality disorder, or any of that, or, or uh, borderline personality disorder, or, or post-traumatic stress disorder, or any of that, uh, through the trauma that they've endured, that they'll perpetually, from a mental standpoint, be able to go uh, killing and do war forever. Wow. I'm on record saying that, literally. You know, that, that brings up a, a couple different things that I'm really happy you brought into because this is, I'm going to get weird with it, even though we have it. What I was thinking of was that's where uh, the Germans, the Nazis during World War II were really big um, in using crystal mm-hmm. meth or whatever the substance is to keep their soldiers, you know, hyper aggressive, going without, you know, needing or sleep, sleep, <laughs> food, water, being able to tolerate uh, circumstances, you know, getting shot or being cold. Yeah, trauma. Your feet hurting. So, and the Nazis were super tied into the occult. Uh, so the fact that they're using uh, a drug. But what, um, wow. Damn it. Uh, what was I just thinking of? Uh, I was going with it with the, the super soldiers. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of uh, trying to uh, separate uh, – You know, 
ha- a soldier going out, they want to be able to like flip a button. Oh, basically. M- MK man, it's that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Yeah, is to have a separate personality that could stay, you know, on the battlefield that they could turn on, and now you're in. Uh, Soldier mode. Soldier mode. <laughs> and then you're going to go home, so we're going to turn it off, and it make like, How demonic is that? Just take a... How demonic is that? Right. And it, it's... It's like partitioning your brain. Yeah. And, the, you know, I... I mean, I mean, you witness some horrific stuff, right? And then you go in a K-hole and they memory wipe you. Right. Which I don't think is going to work. There's no way it can work, right? And then you can right back out, get you back on a tour of duty, get right back in there, get right back on it. Yeah, and it, it, it's uh, – I think the thing that makes me very upset as well is anything that's like – I mean, it, it, Satan masquerades as an angel of light, right? So that's yeah. why it's being pushed as a very noble thing, which I think helping veterans with PTSD – what is it, like 31 veterans uh, commit suicide every 28. day? 28. 28, yeah. Um, it, it, it's not a laughing matter. Like it is something that is – horribly they they are screwed over by the va like they are not getting the help that they yeah. they definitely need they, they're brought back and just said here you know live with all this stuff that yeah. you've done and so i i appreciate the noble effort it, it, I, let me say that not the noble effort as in what they're doing a noble effort to help soldiers right right like i i understand that or people with ptsd severe ptsd um but yeah that that siphoning off it, with MK Ultra, that's what I was also thinking of. Was that was? I mean, MK Ultra is the umbrella uh, term or uh, project that there's tons of sub projects that we don't even sure. know about. Hundreds of probably, uh, yeah. you know, Project Artichoke and all these other ones. The whole point that I'm getting at is those were deeply tied into um, LSD psychedelics, yep. trying to do what they were doing. Uh, like what you're talking about with the K-holes, like trying to create separate personalities. And there's also MK Ultra pro- sub-projects where they were talking to tarot card readers. Right. And they're trying to con- commune with like s- and the rem- dark remote, arts. And uh, re- remote viewing. viewing. Yeah, 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 all these things. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it really is just a uh, – and uh, I'll shut up with this, John. But the, this continuation of uh, these – the same – effort and now instead of you know they kind of figured it out i think with oh now we have these freedom of information act requests that people can see request and obviously that's all controlled they're siphon they're being the ones that are controlling and saying you know block you can look at this now you can look at this you can look (laughs) at that yeah but going through a private corporation or um research grants or all these things that aren't necessarily public or Maybe research grants have to be, but, you know, you have these private companies or institutes um, that make it federal funding. All these NGOs, You know, all these in different ways. It's really what we're seeing now with all this continuous push for psychedelics in specific is just like MKUltra continuing on, MKUltra 2. Like, would you agree with that, John? (laughs) Yeah, 4 or whatever. Uh, We're probably on 30 right now, but yes. (laughs) And I would argue, I guess one thing, and Rosie, that was you were right, 100. percent I agree with you on that. Um, is is this the building of the beast system? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, is is you know, 
the blending of the AI metaverse, but psychedelic drugs opening up people to mass demonization and oh. uh, demonic possession. You know, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to cut you off, but like, I just immediately thought of the difference mm -hmm. between every, we always talk about everyone. It's so cliche to say, well, 1984, George Orwell, blah, blah, blah. I've always said, I think this is not a new thought by me and by any means is we're living really in brave new world, not yes, 1984 yes. with Soma. Yep. And the, the whole thing with that is you, one is restrictive, 1984, we're burning all this. The other one is- reset. Yeah, giving everyone extreme drugs, pleasure. Yeah, drugs, yeah. extreme which pleasure. Which is the which is the great awakening. Yeah, You'll have, you know, to take the mark of the beast, you can have whatever. It'll be complete libertine society to those who accept it, because it's what the New Agers of Theosophists teach. And you'll be healed, and you'll be able to do whatever you want. And you'll have the money to do whatever you want. Your mm -hmm. little heart desire. The only people that are standing you standing in your way are these little pesky Christians. Right. <laughs> Yes, we are for a while. Yeah, <laughs> but we are holding back. We are. I, I have a. I have a. You're gonna love this. I have a phrase. I call it the restrainers. We're the restrainers. The restrainers. Oh, Fe my, my fellow restrainers. Yeah, that's man. what the war is. The war is standing to stand your ground until we're removed. Um, so let's. I want to go into that for a minute though about with the beast system you're talking about because we are going to do some future episodes on AI and, and the beast system and so we've got we're. That's in the works down the road, so I don't want to get too too in the weeds with that. But with the connection of the psychedelics, d d in your mind, is it going to be like something like we saw in the Matrix, where these people are living in these like like uh, <laughs> it was like a womb, <laughs> yeah, and but they're all drugged. They have like intravenous drug just. Pumping them alive. I don't think it'll go that crazy, but I will say that there were people. It'll, it'll almost be like Ready Player One, where there are people that'll put themselves in these pods to do drugs to escape reality because the Great Reset is so bad mm -hmm. until it shifts into the Great Awakening. So the world will be so bad that that's how they'll tempt people. Tempt people into it is you can escape reality and it's perfectly legal and FDA approved and you can live out your life in the metaverse and do whatever you want. And then later it'll transition to a world where those things can be done uh, through taking the mark of the beast and you'll have an you know a free libertine society at that point as long as you take the mark. Um, you know, so and, uh, I think it's kind of playing up to that. And you see, like already we see, like the other day I was, um, it was so weird. I was I was um, driving through D.C. and there was a high school that was letting out and I was driving and I had a stoplight and there was probably like 100 high school students at, waiting across the street. Every single one of them, every single one of these kids had a phone in their hand. They were looking at it. None yeah. of none of them were paying attention to the crosswalk, to the traffic. They were just waiting there on the curb. The light turns the, the it turns red for me. I stop. They can go across the street. Nobody went because they were all looking at their phones. And I kept thinking to myself, they would stand there all day mm. if unless somebody. And then finally, one of the kids like looked up and was like, oh, and like started going across the street. And then they all like cattle just followed, you know. But I think the phone is the preparatory. It was, a, it was a prep. It was a training. Yeah, it's been training people. And now you go to the freaking, you know, uh, go to a restaurant and you see a, a baby like in a stroller with a iPad right away. It's crazy. 
And they won't get off my lawn either. <laughs> Stop it. I'm just I'm not, I mean, this I mean, is what I'm they, speaking truth, bro. I know, I know. I know. No, you are. No, this is kidding. what this is what they want for us. And, you know, we were all we were all told the uh, the system was going to be a complete totalitarian regime, right? That's what was told in conspiracy culture, right? In reality, it's going to be you know for us Christians, you know, I mean. I, I know you got you guys looking from a pre-tribulation standpoint. You know we won't be here. Um, I'm not so sure. Obviously, I think we probably will be here. <laughs> uh, but but I hope you guys are right. I hope I'm wrong. I've always made that statement. Okay. Yeah. 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 But if we are here, um, you know, um, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a sight to behold, man. Because mm-hmm. we're gonna be preaching the gospel, and these people will hate us because they're like, oh, we can have whatever we want and do whatever we want. And the bad guys are all gone who put us through the Great Reset, through the 1984 system. I mean, you're 100% right, Rosie. Now we're in the Brave New World system, and you know, and, and we have all this money. I took the mark. I have infinite amount of money. I, I, you know, I'm allowed to live in this nice house. I'm allowed to, to, to have as many partners as I want. There's nothing wrong with that anymore. Uh, we have this new religion called Christlam, where all the religions are put together. Uh, you know, and, and, and so why are you being so rigid? Why are you holding me back? I can do whatever. Whatever I want, you know, and and that's how it's going to be. Yeah, at least I at least I believe that's how it's going to be. At least that's what I see. Uh, so yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And the the thing that when you, you brought up the phones is, and this is why maybe this is elementary or you know whatever, but I, I just keep thinking back. Uh, it's interesting when you mentioned Peter Thiel because Peter Thiel is very interesting because he made all his money he's a tech billionaire that's mm-hmm. what he is and uh i'm gonna any any chance i get that i can slam apple uh, i'm gonna take it <laughs> you know okay apple there's a fruit the apple there's a bite missing you know um, yeah that's true yeah yeah <laughs> so they, they're throwing it right out there it's a they're Originally was a a, a rainbow. You it's know. its own. A- Android for Google. Yeah, you know, I have an Android phone, but it's Me still too. Android, right? Yeah, yeah. It, but and even with that, is like there's this rise of the the people that are building the tech. Like if you, anyone can look into this, they're talking about doing mi- microdosing, where it's taking small amounts of LSD or psilocybin, usually for all these coder, you know, to just take the edge off it, you know, so mm-hmm. this would be like where I would hear, you know, maybe it's like some Christian libertine going like, well, if I'm just taking it that I'm not even tripping and I'm not even having the perception, I'm just getting uh, 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 my mind different or. I see with weed in, yeah, in the Christian it's, culture. It's, it's, it's cutting the edge. It's just cutting right. the edge off yeah. just, just a little it, bit. Just That's little. how it starts. Oh, this one drink I do every night, it just cuts the edge off. Right. And then you're up to three drinks and right. then you're up to six pack. You know. Yeah, and the the whole thing that I ha- have with th- this connection of the AI and there's so much more than this, but yeah. the uh, Steve Jobs infamously like credits so much of his brilliance, which he was a marketer, he wasn't a tech guy, he was right. a brilliant marketer, but he went out in the desert and had his acid trip. And came back with the idea for it. like And he you know, would practice meditation and he, all the time. Yeah, exactly. And so, he never let his kids touch the touch the products he made. Exactly. He did same Ever. thing with Bill Gates. Yeah. But 
Oh, really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure most of those tech guys don't let their kids on. The, they openly <laughs> say that. But when you're, again, bringing up the Peter Thiel that's funding it, you know, for we we should be, or, you know, the right wing people that are funding all this stuff, these tech guys that are literally building the applications that we're using while in communion with demons and right. m- like spiritual <laughs> substances, there is something to like this technology that we're using, you know, more than a practical standpoint, like it's being built. These systems are being built by people that are not in, they're in an altered state of consciousness and they're communing with demons. Like, well, the, well, go ahead, buddy. No, I was gonna say real quick, uh, you know, Peter Till holds a conference, uh, for the past few years called Hereticon, which is sponsored by his (laughs) founders fund. Uh, and it's completely Gnostic and new age and blasphemy and just disgusting. Okay. Like, uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's, everything goes, it's completely 100% libertine. You have a drag queen, you have a drag tutorial and a drag show, uh, and, and, you know, horse talking about how to pay for sex and sex positivity and and everything. And the goal is immorality, you know, immortality, should I say, and, Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so they have everything, your little heart desires, you get everything's, you know, again, it's completely libertine, you know? And so here, um, they have UFO summoning, but at the same time they have UFO summoning, they also have a psychedelic tea party. Right. Hmm. So. So they're doing it. That's, yeah, it's ayahuasca tea, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is, yeah. this is, this is the elite, right? I mean, this is the elite of the tattoo and piercing, cyborg brain computer interfaces and amplification of human intelligence by Tim Urban. You know, I mean, this, this is where the elite are, you know, are meeting for complete debauchery and discussions that they should be ran out of town, right? With you know, with pitchforks and, and you know, people <laughs> pitchforks and flames in their hands, <laughs> right. you know. But no, this is fine. And of course, the evening, the final performance of the evening was a was a uh, appearance and musical um, production by Grimes. Mm. Oh no! So e- I Elon, mean, Elon Musk's ex-wife. Yes. Girlfriend. So. Uh, Girlfriend. Oh, it's his girlfriend. I thought it was his baby mama. Whoever. Um, but that's that's where we're at. Yeah, that's where we're at. And so Peter Thiel is as evil as they possibly come as the day is long. The man is hook, line, and sinker working for Satan, and he knows he is. Mm -hmm. Okay, and. He he's the he represents the right, right? The conservatives, right? You know, trust the plan, right? You know? <laughs> so I mean Blake Masters, he's our guy, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, what can I say? You know. <laughs> you're on a different level, John. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm you're not. you're on a different level, man. But I, I think when you brought up the AI and the B system. This is what's interesting to me is that we should, as Christians, we should really be understanding that everything, you know, I said this before, like um, time is like a funnel. And as we get closer to the end, things get tighter and more like if you can imagine like a funnel, you're pouring water into a funnel, it's going around the outer edges. And as it gets closer to the center where the drain is, it's going to get faster and more, more, it's just more um, disrupt. Yeah, compact and disruptive and I think everything is pointing, you know, we're heading towards that center of the funnel and every day we're getting closer and closer. Everything that's happening in the world is actually pointing towards what is going to be set up 
for that system. So for people should be aware of the fact that if if you turn on the news and you're starting to hear mainstream news talking about psychedelics in a positive way, uh, you should probably take note of that, that <laughs> that might not be good. I should probably stay away from that and then maybe do a little bit of homework and research. And especially when you see uh, people that are being promoting it that are um, not mainstream, but they actually have larger audiences in the mainstream. <laughs> you know, I mean, Rogan alone, just his audience is every down, like his, it's like 10 million, 20, 30 million people listen to his, you know, his stuff every episode. So he's got the ear of the culture and he can shape it. And no doubt the enemy wants to push things, agendas forward to bring forth his plan. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. And I can see that great connection between the psychedelics and then the metaverse with the AI. And um, and then what, what I'm thinking is, is that in order for the best way for the beast system to happen is when there's the minimal resistance possible. So why not get people distracted and then you can implement what you want? And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And also, one last thing. Tilgate, I just found this out just right now. Breaking news. Breaking news on the podcast. Here we okay? go. All right. Peter Till, when he gave his speech, and I knew this at Hereticon on the Armageddon, on mm. Armageddon. Wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that. Wow. He said, and I quote, the political slogan of the Antichrist is peace and safety. Mm-hmm. Of course, Peter Till would know because he's directly working with in line with Satan. <laughs> So well, the I Bible mean, says that. Well, I know that, but I mean, he would specifically <laughs> say it as evil as person as he is, try to be like, I'm trying to warn you about this. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the inversion. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, he's probably uh, did the old, uh, what do they call it? Faustian bargain. Yeah. And so he gave I mean, his soul he's, up. and He's an open homosexual. like Theo. Yeah. Peter Thiel. Yeah. yeah. I don't know much about him. I've heard of him, heard about him and stuff yeah. before. He's been funding all these things yeah man i mean the right the, the, the right dating service it was nothing but a sausage fest so right <laughs> rosie you should not jump onto that no no site. no i i all uh, oh, every time i see anything that is promoted in by that is explicitly right wing yeah as in a dating site here's other than i don't want to say social media because i genuinely don't think like gab is a honeypot. Right, right. Um, but all of these <laughs> other things were like... The it f- is. Oh. <laughs> I, I like Andrew Torfo, but uh, we could talk offline about that. Uh, but the uh, like the freedom phone, like you, you need to right. buy this cheap Chinese phone that has some operating system that we're going to flash on it that is totally real. In, in what about the-, the Israeli phone? What about the Eric Prince Israeli phone that they were trying to sell on Bannon? Do you remember that phone? I do. I, I think I do remember that. <laughs> I remember I remember Eric Prince pushing a phone. Um, it, was, it was Israeli tech and Israeli phone. He was like, it's the safest phone you could possibly buy. And I'm like, no, I'd much rather have my, an iPhone in my hand yeah. than that phone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have a Chinese phone, honestly, <laughs> than that. Because, it, 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 yeah, but yeah, it, it, all these things. I every time I see all that, I, it, it's expl- I always assume that it's a evil honeypot. Yeah, but, yeah. So don't worry, I'm never going to be on any of those dating apps. But, but speaking of that, Rosie is still not married, <laughs> and he's very much available. <laughs> um, well, he's going to join the right. He's going to join the right stuff. 
there. Right? He's gonna hope he's gonna find a, a good Christian conservative woman woman on there. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's a grooming app. Stay away from it. Yeah. What's so funny is they picked the worst name. Like anyone. The, they call it the right stuff. Well, the right stuff. If you, uh, Johnny, maybe aware, you know TRS, like the actual the yeah, right stuff. Yes, I do. Yes. I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the why would they ever do that?" Um, but yeah, no, I I think uh, you know the I'm trying to think more of like where to tie it in with psychedelics, other than uh, you know I think you summed it up perfectly, Turner. When you're anything that's being pushed this hard. Um, by people, I'm just going to say it like this, but anything that's promoted by people that hate you, right. you probably shouldn't do it. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like if, the, yeah. if these are the same people that like, once you sick, once you fat, once you, uh, d- dead, you know, right. the Sam Hyde quote, like, you know, they want to like rape your kids, kill you. And they think it's funny, you know, <laughs> like that's what these people, they, they hate us when the, if their master is Satan, and they're working, you know, to set up the beast system. Yeah. Anything that they're pushing, you don't want to do. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, it's it's a perfect example of, like, the UFO thing. Like, all of a sudden, they, they never talked about UFOs. And now, all of a sudden, they're promoting UFOs. Like, Full disclosure. I, like, I'm not going to believe even... that there's UFOs, like, or whatever they're going to push. I right. don't, I'm not, definitely not believing that now. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that there's been maybe to take this a little bit in a different direction, just going to throw this out there. This this thought just came to me is when you have these powerful people that are pushing something with extremely, extremely uh, detrimental and powerful spiritual components to it. um, There's a reason for that. Like I, I fully believe that they're, I'm not going to say adrenochrome, but I mean, the there's substances that I think uh, I'm just going to say, it. I think that elites are using crazier substances that we are to actually go well, to these other realms and commune yeah. with demons and get, get the game plan. Well, I also, not, 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 not adrenochrome though, because adrenochrome is oxidized adrenaline. That's all, we should do a whole other show on <laughs> the psyop that's with that, but, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I think that they're using psychedelics to, you know, if Satan, the, well, here, we already said my, it. They're witchcraft. It's yeah. witchcraft, right? Well, Sorcery. Here's my here's my little thing. This is gonna sound. This may be the craziest thing I've ever said. I don't know if it is, but right. I think so. If Satan is telling them you can live forever, that's always the promise. That's what these guys are always after. You know, if you can go stay in a K hole or you can do DMT. So the thing is, when when you're doing DMT when you're smoking it, you know, in the last you know, 15, 30 minutes, it doesn't feel like 15 or 30 minutes. Like you have to remember that your time is non-existent, you know? Yeah. Um, So there's always this push to uh, like, everyone knows they're going to die. It's an inevitability because the Bible says so. Well, we see it every day. And we see it every day. Yeah. So that's why there's this huge push by these elites to, these alternate ways of living forever. That's always been, they've always been searching for the immortality, you know, the key to immortality, how we can live forever. And I think one of them is making these deals with these demonic beings that are promising them, you know, like how, if God limits our life to 120 days. Years. Years. But it's not, that's not how that is, but 
well, I'm just trying to think of the last time he right whenever he said it or whatever the way that we're set to die right. whatever the set number of years yeah there's no way around that but this is the point I'm getting at if there is a way so why would elites do all this crazy stuff if they know they're going to die they're working on not dying or prolonging it but at the same time if they can go into an alternate reality where they can stay there and have a hundred lifetimes with demons, you know, in alternate realities that I think these demonic realms, I think that's a huge thing that they're doing. I think elites are going to other right. demonic realms and living out all these fantasies that the de- the devil is giving them. He's, so, yeah. Would you want to die and face God? No. After you've lived the life? No, that they... no absolutely not. <laughs> of course, I'd want immortality. I don't not. I don't want to face my maker. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what they're dealing with. Yeah, but. uh yeah, so uh, the whole thing that I was thinking of is there's always this tie-in with elite power and some sort of spiritual and I think a chemical mm-hmm. component to it and literally sorcery because this is where I was going to end eventually go with it is there's always been like these right-hand, you know, all these powerful people have always had some sort of explicitly uh, spiritual um, – I'm thinking of like John D. You know, mm-hmm. you know, John, with uh, like literally a yes. alchemist, like the, the craziest person, uh, right hand to the queen, Rasputin, you know, like I'm yep. thinking of other ones, but there's tons of all these things. Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley was yeah. tied in with all these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Alice Bailey, there's just every single, every time you want, every time there's a mover shaker, there's some weird, like occultic connection demonic uh luciferian like worship <laughs> at some some level yeah. and they always are connected to the elite leaders yeah well we know that because it's everything that satan's trying to do is steal what god has made and done he's a he's a counterfeit right everything he does is counterfeit so yeah he's trying to make his own kingdom and be the ruler of it and yeah, and how about I'll just – I just want to throw this out, John, uh, for your uh, – so you can just <laughs> go with this as where you will. Um, what do you think about the idea that, like, all of these visions in the Bible uh, – because this is something I, I, I've seen brought up many times where it's like, oh, Abraham, oh. and he was at the burning bush. That was, and, like, that the bur- was Moses. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Moses. <laughs> Uh, it's late, man. Yeah. Uh, Moses in the burning bush, and it was an acacia tray right. tree, and the acacia <laughs> tray had DMT. So, of course, he was talking to God because he was, you know, high on DMT or however it goes. Or, uh, you know, Jacob in his dream with the the ladder. The Jesus was a mushroom man. Exactly. He did yeah. all mushroom. Yeah. So, w- what do you think about <laughs> the use of psychedelics in these old? Bible stories, and that's the reason why. Complete bull crap. Bull crap. That's all I gotta say on it. Bull crap. Yeah. Next question. Yeah, it's just like they say Ezekiel saw like UFO or whatever when he was an yeah. angel. You know, the the wheel within a wheel and that's all that. to push the false alien invasion. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've summed it up. I mean, it's been an hour and a half. I think uh, what what we say. Kids, don't do DMT. You're going to bring in the beast system. Just do your part to resist the beast system well, and stay off drugs. Don't do any. Yeah, don't do any drugs. <laughs> I think that's a good summation. Yeah.
man, John, thanks for joining us, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me back on All Out War, and God bless everybody, and hey, stay away from drugs and turn to, to God and Jesus. Amen. amen. Hey, do me a favor. Can you, if someone's listened this far, first of all, kudos, thank you, but <laughs> yes. can you please promote your um, Fix Your Gut and all the stuff that, that you do? Yeah, you guys can find me if you need any digestive health consultation or health consultation from a Christian uh, worldview. You can find me at uh, FixYourGut.com. Uh, you buy Fix Your Gut off of Amazon. Uh, you can find my parapolitical work, and um, uh, I don't know if I really want to call it a ministry, but um, uh, my preaching of the gospel is commanded to us by <laughs> Jesus Christ by the Great Commission. Uh, uh, we've read the documents on Odyssey. We've underscore read on Twitter. Uh, I write blogs on my Substack. Just look up. We read the documents. It'll pop up. Uh, we read the documents on Patreon. If you want to support my work, I think if anybody who listens to me gives me the time of day, uh, supports my work and forever. And you know, I, I want to thank uh, you guys for having me on again, and thank you very much for the work that you guys do. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Oh man. Well, thank you. Same thing to you, man. Yeah, you know, I, I, I love having you on because he just he just gasses us up every time. <laughs> Make me. It feel is fun. Like... I get gassed up too. So I was tired before I came in here, but now I'm not tired anymore. <laughs> well, John, you and I have had many spirited conversations on the phone in the middle of the week, um, talking about various topics. So it's always it's always awesome, man. Whenever we get to connect and and talk and have you on here, and uh, people that listen get a, just a small chance to see what. Uh, a little bit of what we get to see all the time with you, man. Yeah, Billy says I'm a charismatic person. Billy Ray Valentine from Infinite Friends. Shout out to Billy, my brother. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't see it. So uh, I, I think you guys are way better uh, broadcasters than me and are more charismatic than myself. But uh, I do thank you for the kind Whatever. words, though. And God bless everybody out there. <laughs> I told a story about me pooping just like an hour ago. I don't know how charismatic hey, I've, been li- I, I've, I've been listening to the podcast for a long time. Okay, There has been one episode I turned off and I was like... Yeah, this isn't for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Well, bro, thank you so much, man. And we'll get you back on again soon. <laughs> for sure. Thank you. God bless everybody. Take care. Love Bye. you, brother. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. If you had a blast, then we'd love to have you back for another episode. So please subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Out War Podcast or on Twitter at AOWCast. These episodes are also available on YouTube unless they contain a little too much truth. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.